I'm excited to welcome you to Live Healthy Naturally, a podcast about how to get healthy and stay healthy naturally. I'm Dr. Samya Shridhar. You can find us on all major podcast hosts, including Google, Apple, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So today I want to talk about some of the things that you can do that you're anyways doing already. You're doing certain kinds of things every day. There are things that you do every day that can have a huge impact on your health in a beneficial way or a detrimental way. So that's what I want to talk about. So what do I mean by that? Let's actually start with the, we talk about food often as um, how you need to be eating in order for you to actually have health. But what about the cookware you cook it? So is that something that we need to pay attention to or is that not something that we need to pay attention to? Uh, yes, we do. So heavy metals is something that is predominantly present in our foods through many sources. You know, non-organic foods can actually be a source of it as well, depending on the fertilizer, pesticides used. Arsenic-based um, fertilizers can actually increase arsenic in the soil and in turn also increase it in the foods that we are eating. And there are many other things as well. The water that's for the plants and all that. But obviously there are these are some of the things that we have not really much control over. So you can obviously buy organic food, but you don't really know what other things are going on in that soil and all of that. But what can you control? So we can't really focus on everything and get stressed out about it and think, oh my God, I can't control this, which means that I, you know, my health is going to be that way. And it's going to go down south. That's not how it is. The way our health works is that we don't have to be extremely uh, picky about every little thing. But if we do pay attention to 90 to 95% of the things that we do anyways, then our health becomes easy to attain. So that's what I'm talking about. The 90 to 95% of things that you already do, just changing some of those things or paying attention to those things, being aware of those kinds of things, how it can actually help you. So cookware. Aluminum cookware is a big deal. Aluminum cookware can actually increase heavy metals in the body. And aluminum is a heavy metal that is um, that is a very strong affinity towards your brain. So which means that it's a very good idea for you to not really put aluminum in your body consciously, right? So switch out your cookware. Change your cookware from aluminum if you have. So what are aluminum cookwares? Aluminum cookwares are, many non-stick cookwares actually have a very strong aluminum base. That's the reason why they are lightweight. So anything that's mostly lightweight is aluminum. Sometimes stainless steel can also be lightweight if it's um, the basic ones. And they can be very lightweight. But they also will have aluminum core. And they have very thin layer of stainless steel, which actually makes them light. So if, which means that um, it has stainless steel coating, but it doesn't really have all the way stainless steel. Uh, some of the cookware that are inert or inert means that doesn't react in a bad way to your foods are actually um, stainless steel. Stainless steel is inert. Ceramic is inert. They don't really react with your foods. So it doesn't have to be like even all ply, at least try ply, you know, all clad. It doesn't have to be all clad stainless steel because all clad stainless steel is not affordable for everyone. I understand that. So even if you can actually buy your stripe ply, ones that are heavy, but you know, they actually have more of thicker stainless steel coating and they still have a core of aluminum, but they actually have thick stainless steel. So it's not, you're not going to wear out that stainless steel enough to cause the aluminum to seep into the foods. And this is important. But when you are actually cooking uh, from any kind of 
uh, non-stick, Teflon coated, even ceramic ones that actually have uh, aluminum lining. The ceramic, if you scratch it off, the aluminum will start seeping into the food. Teflon is just not at all good. So if you still use any kind of non-stick with Teflon, please, for your sake and your family's sake, get rid of it. It's really not good at all. It is there's a lot of carcinogenic properties to it. Um, it's been shown over and over again to not be a good cookware to use. So that's actually something that you can switch out. And even if you switch out just one thing at a time, you don't have to switch out everything. So let's say that you have like a whole cookware set and you don't want to do all of that and, you know, cost a lot of things, then just switch out one pan at a time. Like, you know, take one pan out, throw it out, change it for an aluminum, uh, I'm sorry, stainless steel cookware. Or the other one is also, 100% glass, which can also be used as a cookware on the stove. And there are those as well. Visions is one brand that actually makes that. Um, you can actually put it on the stove and cook directly on glass. And that's another option. Of course, iron is another option. But please do not use iron to store food in the sense that, if, let's say that you're actually making food, make it and immediately transfer it over to a glass or a ceramic container. Do not keep that food that's cooked on iron in there because what happens is the food gets oxidized over a period of time. There has been actually evidence that shows that even iron is a problem in case of Alzheimer's. Okay, it actually oxidizes the brain cells in Alzheimer's. So people uh, who have been diagnosed with Alzheimer's have a lot of iron in their brain. So iron is good for you, but excessive amounts of it is a problem, especially if it's oxidized. This is very important, oxidized iron is bad. So do not actually store your food in iron cookware for long periods of time. Cook it, transfer it immediately. Okay, so all of these are really great brands. And don't go with any iron cookware because there are some that have been contaminated with um, lead as well that has been shown. So go with the ones that are good brands that have been there for a long period of time. And definitely switch out one at a time. I know that these things can get expensive as I'm asking you to switch out so many different things. But take just one or two things at a time and just switch out one after the other. And if you have the budget for it, then go for it and just remove all of them and just change them over quickly. And this can actually make your foods become even healthier. So if you're choosing organic foods anyways, you just have to make sure that you're also cooking it in a cookware that is not going to hurt you or actually contribute to more problems, even though the food is actually organic. So that's something that I really want to talk about. And then foods that we store it. So where do we store the food? So are we storing it in plastic containers? So this is again another thing that you don't really want to be doing going forward. Most of the plastic is actually, it's going to seep into the food over a period of time, especially if the food is hot. So if you actually cook the food hot and you're transferring it from the iron pan to the plastic cookware, it's actually going to make the plastic melt slightly and then the plastic is going to seep into the food. There have been, it has been shown that many plastic materials are endocrine disruptors. So they actually disrupt, you know, ovary, ovarian function, uterine function, even adrenal function, pancreatic function and so on and so forth. So obviously we want all our endocrine glands to be working optimally and we have uh, several of them and they all have to be functioning optimally for us to enjoy a good healthy life. So it's a very good idea for you to not store things in plastic. It's okay if you're actually putting it in the freezer for a period of time. I understand that, you know, we have to use plastic because glass will not be conducive for freezing. But in heating, it's actually a big problem. So please do not store hot food in plastic. And the other thing is if you actually have a business or if you're buying disposable 
plates and cups and things like that, do not buy those um, styrofoam ones. Those are horrendous for your health, especially in many places. If you go and get coffee, for example, or if you get you know any kind of hot drink, you may actually notice that some places, especially if they offer coffee or tea for free in some of the restaurants or delis, they will actually have styrofoam cups. Do not use those styrofoam cups. So it's a good idea for you to maybe have a cup. If you're someone who drinks these coffee or tea on a regular basis and you do go to these places, have a mug in your car. It's as easy as that. And all you have to do is go get it, you know, in that so that you are not really letting that styrofoam cup, that plastic. I mean, it's actually, it's those chemicals are so, so, so bad for your body. And our body absorbs all of that and stores it in the tissues. And it may not happen immediately. Over a period of time, though, these things accumulate. And people wonder, why do I get sick? Why am I getting sick suddenly? Or why do, do I have this chronic disease? It doesn't, chronic diseases do not happen overnight. They happen over a period of time. So there are many things that we are doing that is contributing to it, but we don't really pay attention to it. So we think it suddenly happened. So that's the reason why I'm talking about these things so that you understand that these things do matter. So if you see those styrofoam cups or styrofoam plates, so if you are actually working in a place where they do have styrofoam plates and you use them for eating on a regular basis, please do not do that. You know, bring your own plates or have paper plates for you um, in the office, paper cups, or actually just, you know, carry mugs with you and plates with you and spoons as well, because these are all things that can make a big impact. And it's also eco-friendly, obviously, because we are recycling, we are reusing, we are not creating more landfill. And we'll actually leave a better planet for our children and for our, you know, future generations as well. So that's that, you know, about um, storing. So what can we store it in instead then? You know, uh, we can actually store it in stainless steel bowls, you know, things that has lids in it. Or you can actually store it in glass or in ceramic. So those are all inert materials. They do not interact with foods, even if it's hot which means that even if you store it hot, it's not going to be a problem. You put it in the refrigerator, it's still not going to be a problem. You can store it for long periods of time. And there is plenty of them available these days. So you can go to any place and get them. So get rid of plastics for the most part. And most of the plastics that I have are just for like to actually give food to somebody. Like if I'm packing food or I'm actually, you know, giving some food to somebody, then I'll actually pack it in plastic because I don't want the plastic to come back. So I just tell them, you can take it with you and go, you know, this is yours. You know, I don't want that back. So that's the only time I actually use it when I don't need it to come back. Uh, otherwise, it's usually glass or ceramic or stainless steel. And then water. So we're all drinking water anyways. And so many people always tell me that they are actually drinking clean water. They are actually drinking lots of water. And they're even drinking warm water. And they're even boiling their water. But one thing a lot of people are not doing is they're actually taking tap water or water filled out with Brita or Pure or those kinds of filters. And then they're actually boiling it, thinking that it will make their water better. The problem is not that we actually have pathogens in the water because the water does not have pathogens. Even the tap water does not because it has chlorine and fluoride added to it. And they pretty much test the water for pathogens so that it doesn't make us sick. But what it actually does have is it has chlorine and fluoride, which is not necessarily good for you. It causes iodine deficiency in your body. So if you're someone who has hair loss on the top part of your head, it could be iodine deficiency that's causing that. And uh, your water needs to change. So you need something that's going to be properly filtered, you know, so reverse osmosis water is good. And then once you get the reverse osmosis water, this is a question I ask, I get often. Well, you know, that water is acidic. 
or that water doesn't have any minerals. So what do we do about that? And I always tell people that you can actually store that water in copper, you know, pitcher, water pitchers. So that, what it does is it actually infuses copper ions in the water and copper is actually very important for also iron metabolism in your body, iron regulation in your body. So copper is also very helpful in, uh, in supporting your immune system and helping prevent infections. Um, so the ionic copper can get into your water and also the water should always be stored for a period of time before we drink. So you don't get it from the faucet and drink it directly. It's good for it to sit for a little bit before you drink it. So if you can get a, a copper pitcher, there are plenty of them available online that you can get. And these copper pitchers, you can actually store the water in there. And even if you heat it later on a kettle or, you know, electric kettle or uh, on the stove top, it's fine. But you're not really heating the water for getting rid of pathogens. You're just warming it up to drink it warm so that your body can actually get warm water and help move the lymphatics switch out your cold water for warm water especially in this weather it's actually easy switch it also makes us feel warmer and the other thing that it does is it actually allows us, our lymphatic system to move better when there is not enough sun heat it's actually a good choice to make so switch out that and switch out and another thing that you can also do to make the water alkaline or neutral rather that's what we want is um, to actually add lemon you know fresh lime, lemon juice or lime juice to your water just a little bit and then you can drink it do not add lemon or lime juice to your copper pitcher that is not good it will actually make the water become i don't know the name for it actually it tastes horrible and it's actually bad for you as well so do not do it on the copper pitcher but once you actually have it in the copper pitcher and you put it in your uh, cup before you drink it you can actually add lemon juice or lime and you can drink it it actually makes the water better for the most part we don't really get minerals from the water that we drink we actually get it from the foods we eat so which means that you don't have to worry too much about those kinds of things but this will improve the quality of your water it will improve the life of your water if you will but you do want to have a reverse osmosis system put in if you don't already have one do not actually go get plastic water bottles because these plastics have been you know plastic water bottles have been sitting for who knows how long right in you know a warehouse in your garage in somebody's garage in places and even in transportation it's been sitting there for long periods of time which means that heat is going to slowly break down make the plastic melt and get the plastic into the water again endocrine disruptors you know there are many different things it does thyroid problems and so on and so forth so don't get plastic water bottles if you can help it you know especially on a regular basis of course if you're traveling it's all right but if you can help it, please do make sure that you're actually getting your water directly from that. So that's another easy switch that you can do. The third thing that I want to talk about is your everyday products, cleaning products, as well as products that you use for your own body. So any bath products, as well as cleaning products, switch them out one by one. Most people, many, many people actually, uh, don't think about this again, is that they use bleaches, for example, you know, especially now because people are worried about viruses and bacteria, so they want everything to be cleaned with bleach, clean with hand sanitizer, like clean your hands with hand sanitizer, clean all the time with hand sanitizer and all that. But these kinds of things can actually take out the friendly bacteria that are always around us as well. They are not always pathogenic. You know, there are many of them that are friendly that also protects us from the pathogenic ones. So it actually reduces that in our environment, which means that we are making our own um, 
environment more prone to having pathogenic bacteria. So uh, it's a good idea to not do antiviral antibacterial once on a regular basis in and around your house because we don't really, we are not just constantly bringing pathogens. Pathogens don't really live on surfaces as long as we are keeping them clean on a regular basis. And another thing that bleaches do is bleaches actually get into our mucosal lining. As much as we think of things as, oh, only we need to focus on what goes in, it's also what goes on and on our skin and what we are inhaling, we need to pay attention to this as well. So if you're inhaling bleach and if you're in a room where bleach was used recently, you can actually start feeling your nasal mucosa being irritated. Okay, you can actually feel like you don't want to be there, you want to run away from that. Why is that? Your body reflexively tells you that this is not good for you, get out of here. So that's how amazing our body is. So there is, those chemicals are actually entering through our nasal mucosa as well. It doesn't have to be that we have to drink it. It is actually entering through our nasal mucosa as well and irritates the nasal mucosa. And in many cases, people who have a lot of allergies have more allergies when they use these kinds of products. So it's a good idea to get rid of them and replace them with natural products. Even just cleaning with vinegar and dish soap is fantastic. I mean, that's pretty much what I use for cleaning the floors, for cleaning, you know, the countertops and all of that. So I actually have a mix of water, half, half in a bottle I have, uh, in a spray bottle I have half of it is water, half of it is um, vinegar. And then I actually add just like two drops of dish soap in it and mix it. And this is what we use for all kinds of cleaning the, you know, stovetop, refrigerator, uh, microwave, even the floors. And uh, it clean and we use the same thing pretty much just with a little bit more soap for the bathrooms. And this is what we use. And it's actually a fantastic cleaner. It really cleans well at the same time without putting horrible things into your body. So <clears throat> that's another switch that you could make. Um, the fourth thing is bath products. So think about your uh, bath products that you use, like the body wash you use, shampoo you use, conditioner you use. Look at all of these products and, and look for things that are not really, and also if you're going to get some of these things, you can always get bigger packages and not like small little packages uh, once you like them because it is also eco-friendly and not wasting so much of plastic by buying smaller packages. But look for the app called Think Dirty or ewg.org or Made Good or sorry, Made Safe. So these are all places where you can find recommendations for products that are actually made safe for us. Because when we put products on our skin, what is happening is things are actually getting in, inside our body in 17 seconds. Our lymphatic system is absorbing everything. Our lymphatic system is the sewer system of the body. So it actually helps us remove toxins from the cellular level. And so if that is what it's doing and we are actually inundating it with more things that it really needs to eliminate, how can it actually eliminate what is inside our body already? So we don't need to be adding injury to this problem. Okay, we don't need to keep adding more prop, adding fuel to the fire, as you, as they say. Let's actually, you know, switch those out. So look for those products, you know, that are safe, that are cleaner, doesn't have like a million ingredients. And that's another switch you could make for a healthier being. And I have had patients who have said uh, with hormonal issues, especially, that uh, when they actually switched out their products, they started feeling better even before they did anything else, whether they changed their diets or um, whether they changed uh, their foods, none of those things. Like they didn't even go by organic or anything, but just by changing that out, they started seeing some changes. Obviously, that's not going to give you all of the results, but it's a good idea if you want to be healthy to change those kinds of things. And the fifth thing is your dental products, oral products. 
This is again another important thing. You want really something that your toothpaste should not have sorbitol. This is actually a very important component that's in many, many toothpaste. Even natural toothpaste that you actually see can have sorbitol. And this sorbitol actually feeds the bacteria in your mouth, which means that you actually think you're brushing your teeth twice a day and going to bed. And then in the night, the bacteria are still eating, you know, the tissues inside your mouth because they're actually getting fed by the sorbitol that you used in your toothpaste. So do change out your toothpaste. Use toothpaste that have erythritol or xylitol. These actually will starve the bacteria, which means that the bacteria cannot thrive in that environment. So this is another easy switch. Are you already using toothpaste every day? So just make a choice that has these. If it has sorbitol, get rid of it. That's not a good one. Okay. In our office, we actually carry toothpaste as well now because of that reason, because a lot of our health starts, even our digestive health starts from our oral health. And that's the reason why. And toothbrush, use toothbrush that is going to really get into the corners of the mouth. It's not really something, you know, I already did another one before about oral care and products. So if you're not sure what I'm talking about, you can always go and refer to that episode and it will help. So that's another thing that you can already do, which you're already doing. These are all things that you're already doing. So just switch out the product, switch out, you know, the things that you're using. And what you will see is you're actually going to gradually make a big change in your health and in your family's health. And you may even notice that your children don't get sick as often just by doing these kinds of things. So that's all I have for today. And I will see you next time with another topic. And uh, we're always looking for topics that you want us to talk about. Like if you have anything that you want me to talk about or answer questions about, then please do send it to us, share it with us so that we can definitely do that. You know, I mean, I do this for you. So if you actually want something to be answered, then that's what we'll talk about. So thank you so much for joining today. I really appreciate you being here and I will see you next time. I know you have things to do and places to be and you chose to listen to me. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I'm Dr. Samya Sridharan and it is an absolute honor to be heard by you. I hope you enjoyed and learned something from this episode. Show us some love and share with your friends and family. And be sure to tune in to our next episode in two weeks. Much love and help. Until then.